0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. I am in the car with Megan Barsulia on the way to Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. And we will be discussing Line Dance and The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe. Double check that. Yes, Don Miguel Ruiz author of the four agreements the first agreement after I tell you what all four of the agreements are the first agreement is uh, be impeccable with your word the other three are don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best in what way does the first agreement be impeccable with your word relate to line dance first I will describe (laughs) as there is a little (laughs) subheading here An elaboration on be impeccable with your word. Please do. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love.
1: Oh, there's so many on this that I come up with right away. Uh, First, as a dancer. Showing kindness to somebody and encouraging them in a way that you can still be honest and critique them, however, not be necessarily mean. Uh, you can take the time to actually describe the steps in which they may be doing incorrectly as opposed to just badmouth them for doing them in- incorrectly. Um, as someone that may be able to be working with a choreographer that said choreographer is asking for feedback um, make sure you explain what you like or don't like about the steps uh, you can you can One of the things I like to say is I'm not a mind reader,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so you got to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to try and choose my words that best fit the scenario, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as not choose others just for the sake of them being said. For instance, you know, if something is brought to my attention in the line dance community about, um, you know, someone not, or only doing the variations and not understanding that is a variation. Uh, I try very hard to be like, well, have we taught them? the correct step sheet? Have we walked them through the step sheet? That the choreographer took time to specifically write out choosing the correct wording to express what they were trying to get across. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is not necessarily if someone... I don't want to word this. If someone does something and you want to correct them, there is a positive way in which you can do that and a negative way. The negative would just be to attack. Uh, Choosing hateful words and criticizing in a destructive way. Whereas a positive way might be asking questions. Like, why did you choose to put that there? I'm not sure about how that flows explain to me your counts something to that extent not only are you choosing to bring it to their attention but you're doing it in a way that allows them to also discover it for themselves as well as you've taken the opportunity to educate someone as opposed to just putting them down for not knowing Um, as for um, say like events be very clear on who is teaching when and what they're teaching it can get really really confusing for the attendees if you know their schedule says this dance by this instructor but then it's a different dance or it's a different instructor or I mean like I understand things change but at the same time um if there's multiple lessons being taught at the same time, it might get discouraging to find out that like a different dance was taught that maybe you wanted to learn more than the one you did take. So that's really really important as well. Uh, uh, that's all I have at the moment. What about you?
0: Numerous. Go for Numerous. It. I will take this category by category. Okay. And I'm going to start with the DJ. Um, if you are making a request to the DJ, how you word it is something to consider. They are very busy people, they have a lot that they need to look out for. And yes, you would like to do the dance that you enjoy you demand it, if you remind them that they haven't played it they they will be unhappy and you don't want to make anybody at these events unhappy if you can help it especially not the DJ so think about what it is that would make their life and job easier Um, if they have offered you the option of a request list, not all of them even have to but if they have offered that write it down write your request maybe even put a little happy face whatever you feel like doing that's really all you need to do they know that the list is there they look at it if you are writing it and you tell them I love this dance I, I sure hope this one comes up but if it doesn't that's alright that's all you need to do anything beyond that probably just going to work against you (laughs) Um, and DJs if you if you have a response for people it would make them happy to at least know that it's a possibility so if there's any way you can word it to say alright, I've got your request thank you so much for writing it down you don't even have to guarantee it's going to come up even if you just say, well, we'll try to get that one in there. That's sometimes enough. That's worked on me many times at many country bars, even if it never happens. I still feel better knowing there's a chance. <laughs>
1: I'm going to interrupt real quick. Go right ahead. Um, just keep in mind, the DJ's job is to fill the floor, not to play the requests. Yep. <laughs> Which is why your request may not make it on the playlist. Be patient. There's a reason for it. And
0: if it's a, a bar versus an event, they also might have the added task of getting people to buy drinks and playing whatever's necessary to stir up business at the bar. So know your DJ. Know your, your event or venue. Yes. Sorry. Continue. Oh. Um, if you similarly have a local instructor that you want to learn a dance from and you really want to learn this one particular dance but the rest of your class probably can't handle it then it is the instructor's prerogative to choose a dance more suitable for the entire class to learn and if you are complaining about your dance not being taught I mean, there are step sheets there are tutorial videos out there and it is a wonderful thing to have a local instructor who knows how to decipher those things and teach the class but it's also not something you're entitled to to have your dance be taught so be grateful I would suggest um, for the instructor that you have and any lessons that they're bringing in if you find it so unbearable that they have not taught your dance, you know that there are options. And it might be, yeah, like maybe the instructor just doesn't want to challenge themselves to learn the dance in order to teach it. That might be your situation. Um, However, it never really seems to be the best option to just goad and push and pester your instructor when a simple request is all that really you need to do.
1: True. Yeah. You could also potentially ask the instructor for a private lesson.
0: True. Or a recommendation for a different instructor that might have a, a different group of students that would like to learn that. Because yes. if you're going to a beginner class and you're saying, teach me work from home, <laughs> they they may refer you elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was another one that I liked in here uh, in the subheading where they say avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And... Well, actually, now that I see the second half of that, there's something I can say to that as well. Uh, But I would say if you're bashing yourself for how slowly something is coming to you, think about it in terms of, like, would you let somebody else say this about you? Would you let somebody else make fun of you for not learning it as quickly as everyone? Or, if it were your best friend, would you let other people tell your best friend god you're terrible at this you'll never get it if you would stand up for your friend stand up for yourself too don't let yourself bully yourself like have a little patience with the pace at which you are naturally learning and if you hear yourself making that negative self talk chatter in the back of your mind see what you can do to nip it in the bud more quickly as though it were somebody else, or as though somebody else were doing it to you. Um, and that might help you relax into it, and then when you do get it, you'll you'll feel like it was an enjoyable experience from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, where they say don't gossip about others, um, there's something I learned in yoga, focus on your own practice. Yes. where it's very easy to look at other people and compare yourself to them or it, let's say you know the other people are blowing you out of the water and you're, in your mind you, feel, you might feel really bad and do the negative self-talk you might also see somebody else using form that you think is very tight like they, their muscles aren't doing what yours do so you're thinking ha, they're not quite as good as what I am at so what are they doing in this class or whatever. Focus on what's happening happening on your mat, deepen your practice, focus on your muscle groups and in dance, you know, however you're doing, whatever your progress is on your learning, that's all you need to worry about. Other people's dancing is, you know, if if you're not the instructor, you don't need to worry about them. Like you can make friends with them and then eventually get to a point where you have that talk where it's like, hey, if you ever have any, have any questions or you want some help, I can tell you what works for me and then maybe, you know, we could work on stuff outside of class. That's something you can do with a friend, but to do it to a total stranger? Like, if you're going in... At, in, uh, in theater, they tell you, like, don't try to be the director. Like, that's what the director's for. Yeah. You don't tell your other actors what you think they should be doing. If anything, maybe you can talk to the director, in this case, the instructor, and have the instructor make a general note to the whole class of something that doesn't single anyone out and might help that other student. But to, like, go to your friend and be like, look at that bum over there. You can see that they're doing this poorly. Let's mock them. Like, that doesn't help anybody. It's not going to help the other person learn. And even if you think it is, even if you're saying it to their face, when you put somebody on the spot like that... It's just going to make them defensive and back into a corner. And they are going to try to tell you, maybe, that what they're doing is fine. And you need to mind your own business. And that could have been handled so much differently. There could have been a way to resolve that without it getting hostile. If you go into it with a spirit of caring, I think there's even something at the end of this little mini passage. It says, use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. If you really legitimately, honestly have their best interests in mind, then you will find a way to word what you think you need to say in a way that is honestly for their benefit. It's not so that you can feel like, well, I know this technique, so I'm right. And I need to let them know that I'm right that's not in their best interests. No. That will make no friends.
1: Well, and I know you've said it numerous times before, and I have repeated it in my own words, is the speak and say words in which you would want to hear.
0: Yeah. So, you know,
1: if I'm giving you feedback or if I'm talking to you, I need to be aware of what I'm saying in a way that, like, would I like how hearing what I'm saying if it was the opposite?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that goes for dancers talking to other dancers. Even if you're a seasoned instructor and you think, like, tough love is the best way to get them to learn the dance, well, that's great if you're, like, a drill instructor, but, I mean, it is, quote, just dance, like... (laughs) We're there to enjoy ourselves and, you know, have some social time together and maybe learn more about our bodies. And if people go into your class knowing that you're going to come down hard on them and they agree to that, that's fine. You can market yourself that way uh, as long as you're honest about it. But if you are, like, scoffing at your students and, like, favoring others and not giving praise across the board, not choosing to use your word to build everybody up, then people are going to think, well, I guess this is what line dance is. They just, they just pick on the guy who doesn't know as, as well. I guess yeah. I'll never do line dance again, and I'll tell people not to go to this class, or any other class for that matter. Right. It'll help the scene overall if you come at every word you speak with love and thought for the other person's benefit.
1: A big thing to do is is ask yourself why you're saying it in the first place. Yeah. Is it for them or is it for you?
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it's for you, does it really need to be said?
0: Right. Yeah, because you could say it in your own head. I mean... mean, it can end there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on the circumstances, obviously, because there is certain times in which you do need to say things for your benefit, Mm -hmm. but mostly you need to also really consider the fact of what's going to be gained out of being set this being set so and
0: also like consider how like let's say you're trying to change somebody else if you want their behavior to change in some way that benefits you think about how how effective it would be if somebody did what you were doing to, to yeah like okay. like you were saying how would you want to hear it if somebody let's say you you do something you make some silly mistake or you do something that, uh, you know, somebody else might disagree with, what would be the best way to persuade you to do something in that field differently. differently? Yeah. Because if that's not what you're doing, if you're just shouting so that you can be heard and have everybody be on your side, like, you're yeah. just wasting your breath. Like, you're not making the change that you want. You know, you got to be strategic about it. And, like... Weirdly, strategic can often be the thing that makes the other person feel better and makes you feel closer with that person. It doesn't have to be, I am right, you are wrong, and I hope your shame will direct you in the the path I want you to be down. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't function in my world. I know, I just... If, if somebody were to try to do that to me, I would just do what I was doing even harder out of stubbornness or something. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, no. I... I Right there, too.
0: Yeah. So let's see, we got dancers, instructors, DJs. Um, I wonder if there's anything with choreographers. You, you mentioned something about, like, steps with, uh, let's see. If, oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, if you're making a step sheet as a choreographer and you don't want to do, like, let's say you put a really complicated hand section in and you really like doing it but you don't like describing it. If you really want people to do your dance the way that you have set out in your mind, you can't really do it half-heartedly. If you need to go to an expert and have them do it, maybe pay them or something, uh, that's fine. But if you do a poor step sheet because you didn't put the time into it that was necessary for really describing that motion, and then you get mad at other people for not following your step sheet, I mean, you kind of set them up for it. So yeah. you, gotta, you gotta actually describe in earnest what you hope to see them do and that might mean doing multiple drafts and running it by other people and having them tell you "Mm, sorry I don't understand what you're saying could you try it in a different way Um, that kind of leads into another one of the agreements uh, and you may have to receive that feedback in a humble manner Yeah. Um,
1: I guess another thing with choreographers too is um one, be careful about um, criticizing others' work.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I've I've been in a, a position a few times now in which one choreographer friend would ask me what I thought about another choreographer's dance, Ooh. and um, honestly, it I will never say anything to one person that I wouldn't tell the individual in which I was speaking to to their face so if I'm criticizing a dance or if I'm critiquing Mm -hmm. a dance or if I'm you know just giving my input on a dance um, I will specifically state this is the steps I like this is the steps I'm questioning and I'm not really a fan of this step here here's why and I will give feedback in the sense of like body rolls I'm over body rolls. Like, so it, it's hard for me to look at a dance that has choreographed body rolls into it and be like, yay, <laughs> more body rolls. That's not saying that like I won't add a body roll, but when it's like choreographed into it, I have a hard time with it right now. That's because all the dances I've done for quite some time had a lot of body rolls in it, so I'm kind of over it for the time being. Um, That's not to say that I won't go back to liking them. It's just right now. Or if there's, like, a fun move where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, it goes from this direction to that direction with a swivet. And it's like, oh, that was really cool. I like that because that's unique. That's different. that's, That's kind of a hot move right now. And it's cool that you're capitalizing it with the way it hits the music. I mean, I will give specific examples because of the fact that I'm very careful about my word usage. So as a choreographer, be very careful about critiquing others' work because of the fact that you want to be encouraging and continue to help them grow and develop as a choreographer, even if it might not be something you particularly like or want to dance to. Mm -hmm. You can say certain things. Um, I believe I was speaking with Jono Lieberman, and he was talking about getting feedback from another choreographer or an instructor or something. And he would always say, well, if they say this, that means it's boring. If they say this, that means this, if they say this, they wouldn't teach it to their class, they're not a fan of my, of my dance. If they say, like, the music's too slow, it's not catchy enough, or something to that extent, where he's learned how to decipher them, mm. versus if they would just say that, you know, the music's too slow, my class won't like it, that's to the point. Mm. He doesn't have to then figure out what you're trying to say, or they are trying to say. Um, as a choreographer even more so than actually using your words be very work really really hard and be very clear about the movement or story in which you are trying to display with your dance Mm -hmm. Um, that might mean you take that extra day or two to really perfect the flow of it Mm -hmm. but I mean, I know most choreographers work for that anyways. But, you know, work on things that move you and work on things that mean something to you. Mm. Don't just crank out dances. Mm. That's when stuff gets lost in the mix.
0: Yeah, it's like being authentic uh, and expressing yourself in, like, the most precise way as though your movements were your word like if you are doing some motion that you think well I guess I'm supposed to do this so I'll just put it in there because that's what the thing said like yeah I mean it's, it's a choice but like if you really dig deep and do a movement that actually speaks to you then it'll probably speak to other people as well yeah
1: and um perfect example which I had the absolute delight and pleasure of not only speaking with but dancing with um, Gary O'Reilly at Big Bang when you love someone that dance means so much to me there's so much emotion and so much feeling and just like I lose myself in that dance every time and it's so special to me and in speaking with him I've discovered how special it is to him, too. That came across because of how he chose to word his dance. Mm -hmm. And it's a brilliant dance if anybody has not seen it. I highly, highly recommend it. It's a beautiful, stunning, amazing song. Um, I believe it's what? uh, Jake Owen? Yep. Oh, it's just... Yeah, fantastic. But that is one of those where he clearly... Connected and clearly wanted to display something. And I was able to, maybe not necessarily get the same message, but I was still able to be moved by this piece
0: of work. So. You, in, in crediting Gary, you remind me of something that happened to me recently where I shared a video and somebody left a comment uh it was you know, very positive and, and complimentary um but it seemed to suggest that they thought i choreographed it oh uh, like they were complimenting it in a way that um it sounded like they were trying to credit me with it and so then i just posted like a little follow-up comment saying like oh yeah i really loved how such and such person did this or that like just kind of you know not not you know be very in their face about, like, you were wrong, or anything like that, I, but, you know, just, but I had to, I as nice as it would be to take credit for, you know, somebody <laughs> else's amazing, uh, dance, like, I, I wouldn't have felt good about that, like, it, it's just the right thing to do, to, like, know when, when to chime in on the other person's behalf. Yeah. So, um, there, there was a little blurb in the, uh, in this one that said, the first thing was, speak with integrity and that, you know, in this case giving credit where credit is due um, would be a way of speaking with integrity and like if a friend helps you with a dance and you really have to know your friend, but like if they help so much that you start feeling like you need to write them in as a co-choreographer, like, go ahead and do that. Like, if they're humble, if they're shy, if they don't want their name everywhere because they don't want to be found on Google, because there's some people who are still like that, like, you know, don't don't put me on the internet, you know, um, that's fine. Like, it, it's, it's up to them if they don't want to be credited, but depending how much they've helped and how much they have, uh, you know, inspired the work, it's at least a nice gesture to offer to credit them. And if they turn it down, if they say they have their reasons or whatever, maybe it's some big established choreographer and, you know, they don't want to get pressured into teaching it at all their stuff, you know, in the next few months, then maybe they won't want to be, you know, one of the two names. But at least offer. If you know that the work is not entirely yours, like 100%, then extend the the possibility to the other person of you know, having them be credited. Because they might appreciate it, and at least it puts the ball in their court.
1: Well, or even so much as just at, like, say the bottom of the, the step sheet or whatever, say and a special thanks to so-and-so right, yeah. for suggesting the song. Mm-hmm. Or so-and-so for um, all feedback or, you know, something to that extent, where you may not necessarily credit them with like a specific portion of the dance or anything but still giving them like a little, yeah, I didn't do this alone I had help yeah.
0: and if you are, let's say you know, if you're on the other side of things and you help your friend and they don't offer to credit you or something along those lines um, I mean it doesn't have to hurt the friendship, really. Like, you can keep working together if you feel like it's so hurtful to you that you didn't get the credit you think that you deserve. um, I mean, it's okay to work independently um, and just support them morally. But, like, honestly, I think that there is not such a scarcity of possibility and opportunity in the dance world. Um such that if their dance really takes off and you feel like you didn't get to go along for the ride because they didn't attach you to it eventually if you really were most of the inspiration for that and they've decided that you know their success is more important than your friendship eventually they may get to the place where they don't have any new inspiration they aren't able to create something 100% their own and you working on your own and working on your own stuff, um, you know, you will have all these opportunities possible for you because you have developed a creative and original mind from everything you've done yourself. Uh, if they want to come back and and talk to you about working together, that's you know, up to you. That's a, that's a choice you can make but as long as you are still putting in the time and putting in the hard work of original choreography, that's not really something that you need to um, worry is ever gonna come back to you. If, If they rely on you for having that ability to create and then an opportunity comes their way for that dance you didn't get to join them on the ride for, they might not be prepared for it. And that's how the universe will come back um, full circle to help teach them a valuable lesson, I guess. Um, but really, ultimately, if, it, if they are able to be happy with the dance that you helped them with, I, I'd say just maybe if you're speaking from truth and love, wish them well and think about what's best for them more opportunities will come your way. The universe has a way, I think, of of suppo- and balances exactly supporting supporting the good for everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, another thing too is don't be afraid to approach that individual and discuss it. Don't accuse. Don't attack. Like we said, be very specific about your words. Um, be kind yes and try to just express your concern or even just your desire like I you know I understand you're really excited about this I had I had hoped that maybe you would include me in in this you know because maybe it's one of those things where they honestly just didn't think about it for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um like, it's not like they did it maliciously at all. It's just right. that it did not occur to them that that is something that, one, they can do, let alone should do.
0: You oh, know? gosh. Yeah. I, when I think back at, like, all the different dances I didn't even know had choreographers. Right. Like, we came out of the country bar where you just did the dance because that's what the dance was. And, like, you didn't think that there was some person behind it. It would be very easy at that stage in my dance journey to have... Decided I wanted to make some dance and thought, like, well, um, I mean, there's this really cool part of Chill Factor. Uh, wow. So let me just take this part from Chill Factor. Like, the mashup. I was that gonna I say, your 11 11 mashup, that's yeah. exactly what it is. I took 11 dances that fit well to different portions of music in the song My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark by Fallout Boy. And originally, all I was doing was listing the names of the dances that made it up. I didn't even think that there were people. ...who put time into creating their dance the way it was. So later, I said, you know, here is the first dance. It's this dance name by this choreographer. Here's the step sheet. Go support them. At the time, all I was thinking was, this part looks really cool here, so I'm going to use that in my mashup. Yeah. I, I would tell people it was a mashup of other people's dances... But I don't even think I phrased it as other people's dances. I just said it was other dances. dances yeah, because yeah. like that was how that, thats how my mind worked, that early in the dance world.
1: Yeah, it just sometimes you, it doesn't occur to you that that is a thing. Yeah.
0: Now, if one of those choreographers had come to me and said, "Hey, you stole my beers ago dance or something," and they wanted to to you know, yell at me for something I did wrong, I I would probably have freaked out like whoa, I just made an enemy here and I didn't even know I was doing anything wrong. I thought I was making this really cool mashup that I enjoy and that, you know, a couple of my friends can do with me. Like, I thought we were just, you know, having a good time here. Like, I didn't know I was taking away somehow from somebody else's work by including it in my own without saying anything about them. If I were approached in a moderate, reasonable way, then I would have seen that, oh, gosh, I... I, I didn't, I didn't know this was a bad thing. I, I will do something about this because right? I don't want to hurt you. Like, well,
1: and that would have been like one of those things where, for instance, say, for a perfect example, I knew about these choreographers and I knew that this was a thing while you were doing it. I could have been like, hey, Chris, just so you know, you mean you are technically using other people's work. Maybe you should at least mention their name. Yeah. or mention them in some way shape or form and give them their credit towards what you've now created as the 1111 mashup right. cuz you know it's a really fun dance it looks awesome it fits the music well but it is works from other individuals so and that would have been something where had you been approached in that way I could totally see you be like oh man I didn't even think about that yeah. you're you know you're right I should research who did these dances Because, again, I can't imagine anyone in our dance community doing anything with malicious intent. I think, genuinely, it's all just a, we didn't know better. And if someone who does know better took the time to kindly inform somebody else... In a way in which it could be received, which I'm sure we will get it further into that in the other agreements. Mm-hmm. Then you know things would change. You would get a more desirable outcome.
0: Yeah, like looking looking for a solution where everyone wins. Exactly. Not just thinking what's good for me, um, and how does how does what they did take away from me, but maybe think like if i were the other person like what was my thought process how did i get to this point to really try to step in their shoes and understand why they made the choices they did if you're able to to really honestly do that and if if you're having a hard time with it you can ask the other person if you are coming at it from legitimate curiosity and not some accusing rhetorical question but like actually wondering like did here's here's how I see it but did you see it that way what What was it that you saw when you made this choice like if you really are trying to understand and you're able to communicate in that way then I think you'll actually get an answer that reflects a lack of malicious intent that's just I thought we were all having fun making dances you know because yeah. that's something that I feel like we all have in common especially when you get into the possibility of choreography if you were like you know where I was when I made the mashup like that was such a sensitive and vulnerable time for me when I don't even know if I had made Throwdown yet. Like, my very first, first original, you know, dance, like, if somebody had come and started yelling at me that early on, I might have quit forever. Like, who knows? And uh, I don't think that as other people in the dance world were trying to shut people down altogether, maybe helping each other out and you know asking the questions in which we all grow from it and and we can all still be friends at the end of the day like that I feel like is the way that I've seen in the dance community is the most natural that that people behave like it's it's at least what I've seen the majority of you know if there's ever any weirdness any hostility it's it's often because of other reasons and then dance just gets brought into it you know
1: Well, and another thing, kind of along all of this whole lines of like being clear about what you say, um, as an instructor, I mean, I think it's crucial that you are prepared for your lesson, Um, that you know the step sheet or at least have immediate access to it during the lesson and not just kind of wing it. As well as for those who may be more experienced as an instructor um, to give feedback to being like hey you know you did really good here and there but what I did see that you could potentially grow from or work on or perfect uh, would be in this category here you seemed a little unsure of how to describe these particular sequence of steps um, You know, I have knowledge. I'm, you know, an existing, you know, instructor for X amount of years or whatever. If you would like, I'd be more than willing to get together with you and we can practice describing different moves. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not telling them that they're stupid. You're not telling them that they're incompetent and you're not discouraging them in a way that's saying, like, you should just give up now because obviously you're doing it wrong Um, you're saying hey I have all this knowledge it's at your disposal if you want it I would be more than willing to work with you Um, because you're expressing a concern for one because I've taken those lessons where people are just haphazard running through what they think they remember of the dance and it's a nightmare it's an absolute nightmare And I've taken the ones where they're really on point. They know how to describe things. They know how to make jokes about things. They know how many times to repeat things. Um, You know, like they go at a really good pace for the mass majority of the room. Um, That's stuff you learn over time and practice. And I know um, that me personally, I would love for someone to offer that kind of time to work with me. And be like, hey, let's go. Let's pick a dance. Let's go over it. Let's practice learning it. Let's practice describing different ways. Find out what works for you. Um, no judgments, because this is all just fun and learning. This is all just so that you can get the practice, and you know, you can you can better yourself. You can grow. I mean, it's the same thing as a dancer. You know, I I would love if people, for instance, um, cat painter stunning technique I would love the opportunity to work more with her and technique same thing with Joe oh my gosh like anytime uh, Joe had a technique class or Kat had a technique class I, I would be there hands down because I love how they move and I know they know their stuff so if they were to willingly come up to me and be like hey I see you know You're struggling a little bit with these moves here. Did you want me to walk you through some of what I do and maybe see if it works for you? I would be so inclined to listen as opposed to like, you don't bend your knees well enough or you don't prep right or like something where it's like, wait, was that just an attack on me? Did I, wait, what? Versus that, you know, suggestion, putting the ball in their court because I've chosen to Acknowledge my concern to help them grow in a way in which they would receive it well.
0: Mm -hmm. And speaking of having like an overwhelming abundance of knowledge, I would say seek to have an overwhelming abundance of knowledge if you're an instructor. Because if you are the type to just be one step ahead of your class and somebody asks you, So, um, what does it mean by this? Like, what is what is a sailor step or something like that and you're like I don't know that's just what it said on the step sheet and when I watched the video it looked like that's what they did so I'm gonna call it that you could do that but like um, some of the best instructors that I've seen are the ones where you ask them about one tiny thing and if you have the time to listen they will go on for a while (laughs) about that step and the history of that step and Mm -hmm. different steps that are similar or what step that originally comes from in the partner dance world Mm -hmm. like If you have so much information about all the aspects of this dance that you're teaching uh, that you could really not even get into all of it during the time period that you're teaching it, that's a good place to start. Like, you'll get hired on for a lot of stuff if you're able to do that. Mm -hmm. If you are just kind of barely skating through and going with your interpretation of the step sheet, then you could teach the dance, but you won't you'll, you'll be saying i don't know a lot to your students or i think um, and that's it's just i mean that's, we'll, we'll, that's one of the later agreements um, all you always do your best are you doing your best yeah. if um, if that's all you're able to say so when when you tell people i am an instructor that would be you know be to be impeccable with that and, and to speak with integrity and say, yes, I have come prepared. I can tell you that this is what this is because I did the research. I know that that's what it is. I can say it confidently and keep you all safe and happy. Yes. that That is saying I am an instructor.
1: Yeah. And I know we've spoken on a few different occasions. Um, I believe that there is a difference between an instructor and a teacher. And I believe that the instructor is the one that takes it to that 100% level. Like, you are giving your best every single time. And not just your best to the point of, like, well, I tried my best. No, you are giving everything. You've done all your research. You've done all your homework. You've really perfected it. Um, and you've now grown to a level in which you have earned the title of instructor as opposed to just like I, well I obviously have taught a dance therefore I'm an instructor mm. big difference big 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 difference
0: so when somebody asks you like are you an instructor and you kind of taught your sibling <laughs> one half of a dance that you remembered kind of and you're at some major event like if you are answering with integrity knowing what they think you mean when you say I am an instructor do you want to give them the explanation and say, well, okay, so I have taught a dance, sort of, but this is the story behind it. That is honest. That is uh, an authentic representation of you know what, um, what they can then learn about you um, based on actual truth. If you say, oh yeah, I'm an instructor, and they start thinking they can hire you out for international travel or whatever because you're ready to go right then. You're this master of of all things, dance. If you if you're giving them that impression, like you're gonna have to live with the consequences because they might hire you for that, yeah. and then you're in trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> the truth will come out. Um, so yeah, uh, that that is my piece on being impeccable with your word as we pull up to Stony's Rock and Rodeo on this this lovely Wednesday evening. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we will return shortly with other agreements of these four.
1: That we will. Yeah.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this installment. Be impeccable with your word. And we are back from Stoney's Rockin' Rodeo. We are in the car. And before I go on, I'd like to highlight some of the dances we did tonight, because it was a really good night. Uh, let's see, our warm-up dance was <laughs> the Beast. Yeah. Uh, that was almost immediately after we arrived. It was just like a few songs in.
1: Before I say anything else might have considered a different warm up dance had we known
0: yeah yeah there, there were a few that came before that I suppose I could have done but first one was the beast yeah uh, let's see what's next after that uh, let see oh uh, asking questions which was Lacey's request yes and that was one of my recently taught lessons there That was cool Larry Bass asked some questions And then we also did uh, A little bit closer to the end We had Shady And Shaking my head Those were both very exciting
1: I was also out there for Wakey Wakey
0: Yes you were I think I was watching This is the first time I've watched Wakey Wakey In probably months (laughs) Yeah For anybody who didn't see... Well, I guess I haven't posted it yet. Yet. As if I'm going to post it. Maybe I will. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I definitely took a hard spill uh, one night at Big Bang. Rolled my ankle. It's still puffy. Today is Wednesday. This happened... Friday? Yeah. Friday. Yeah. So, kids. No horseplay. No towel-whipping during do something crazy it's just it's a recipe for disaster and you might roll your ankle so um, yeah that's been my public service announcement uh, it's <laughs> the only reason I can justify like sitting out of some of the dances that I did tonight
1: you also jumped like 6 feet in the air that moment oh too. yeah yeah. So... and I just went
0: down like <laughs> completely limp ragdoll so that I didn't break anything didn't want to like collapse onto my ankle I just <laughs> hat came off and everything I might post that video I might but anyway our four agreements we, right. we have um, be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best these were written by Don McGill was it Ruiz I think Ruiz yes Ruiz we are on number two don't take anything personally nothing others do is because of you What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. How does this relate to line dance?
1: Well, there's a couple different things that come to mind. For instance, um, not that I've had any major experience in a negative sense, But since it's the idea of not taking something personally, if you're a choreographer and someone um, does your dance and does your dance either A, incorrectly or B, adds their variations, that's not about you. Um, That is about them. Uh, Most choreographers I've met actually really enjoy when people have fun with their dances, so is totally hypothetical in this sense Um, as for uh, dancers I know I'm still working on it Um, but like eye contact with people around um, they may have a look on their face and it may have absolutely nothing to do with you or your dancing They might be just lost in their own thought trying to figure out what they're going to eat next. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because there's a look doesn't mean it's about you. Um, So try not to, like, own that. Uh, Let's see what else is there. Um, Not everybody's going to like your choreography. Yeah. Not everybody's going to like your song choice. Not everybody's gonna do your dance uh, there might be certain dances that nobody does there might be certain dances that everybody does um, that one's gonna be a hard one for a lot of people because from my several conversations with choreographers it, it is self-expression which means they are expressing themselves out there so I can see how they potentially could personalize if someone doesn't care for their dance. But it's not about you. It's just how they relate to it.
0: Um, I mean, uh, one that came to mind for me was instructors. If people are not completely grasping the thing that you're trying to teach... It might be that they're just drunk, or maybe they have um, like problem with their left and their right that you don't know about. It it might be something that you can help work around. Like if you if you know methods for working with their style of learning, that's great. But not everybody can pick up whatever it is you're trying to teach immediately. Maybe it'll be one of those things where the next time they do it, the next time they hear the song, that's when they jump out and oh my goodness, they know the dance. How do they know the dance? Like they didn't even know they were going to know the dance. So your lesson was effective but you might not see it immediately. Yeah. So if people get frustrated and they need to step off the floor or they're trying to do it but they're not doing it the way that you're teaching it, it's it's not necessarily on you. By all means, you know, try to develop your craft um, as in-depth as possible and learn what methods other people use uh, when things are especially difficult but it's not your fault necessarily if other people are not getting it
1: yeah Um, as a dancer I mentioned this briefly earlier going up to the DJ and making a request is simply a request if they are unable to play your request, it's not anything against you. It's just their job is to fill the floor and maybe perhaps they have gauged the audience well enough to know that only a very, very, very small handful handful will know this particular dance. Whereas all of these other dances will fill much more of the floor, giving more people the opportunity to it's nothing against you maybe next time he'll be able to play
0: it and for choreographers whose dances aren't getting taught I think we mentioned this earlier as well there are only so many dances that an instructor at any given community center can teach in a week and something has to get bumped to the bottom of the list like something will not be taught if they only have time for four and there are five that they're thinking about doing It's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with your dance, but maybe the other four were just personally requested by students who like the songs or something. So you might have a great dance. There might be nothing wrong with it at all that would stop people from learning it, except just weird circumstances of the time. Mm -hmm. Also, for choreographer instructors who aren't being selected for teaching spots at events there's only so much money in the event manager's hand to go around and as far as I know from the people I've met people aren't going into event management to become billionaires or anything so as much as they would love to hire everybody they do have to in some cases think of things like a business and see who they could bring on that will draw in more people Mm -hmm. and if you are not a proven commodity in comparison with other people who are who they can afford to bring in then maybe next year will be your year. Maybe you need to pump out a few more hit dances and I know that it's like one of those chicken and egg things where if you're featured by more events if more people are putting you in their events then maybe more of your dances will catch on or if your dances are catching on maybe people will want to put you in their events um, if you happen to not be selected for that year, or if you've been selected before and just not this year because you haven't had anything in a while, just get back to the drawing board and you know sell yourself, show your, show folks that you know people like you, people like your dances, they like the way you teach, and they want to take your class and they're willing to pay for a ticket to go to your workshop. That's how you get selected. It's just the business side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can you think of any others? In the field of line dance, for not taking it personally?
1: Um, Well, I mean, anytime you get any type of feedback or critique or anything like that, um, it is important to remember that it isn't necessarily meant as an attack on you, and if people are following the agreement one, which is choosing the words more appropriately and with meaning and saying what they want to say, um, then it won't be a hurtful attack. It it is just feedback. It's simply take it or leave it. It's your choice. Um, It's only their opinion. Uh, As well as, um, one of the things that I like to try and remind myself is if I ever feel slighted, it's my perception. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how I'm currently seeing whatever situation has occurred. And although there are times that I'm still perfecting this, um, I like to put myself in the position to look at it from the other person's point of view. What could they have been going through that caused them to do this? Or what could they have been dealing with that caused them to say that? Um, And because I take that extra effort to try and figure out potentially where they could be coming from, it allows me to start realizing that maybe it's a little bit more perceived than actual whether that's someone critiquing my dancing ability or giving me feedback on any choreography or song choice or anything like that, um, I try to remind myself not to get defensive, mm-hmm. that I can only grow from what they have to say. Mm-hmm.
0: The things we were mentioning earlier was the like the mashup situation. Um, sometimes, just to kind of repeat that point, sometimes somebody will do something uh, like you know if I were to list in the mashup a whole bunch of names of dances and not credit the choreographers uh, for being you know part of the thing that I put together, then it might not be an intentional slight on any of the choreographers as much as. I just didn't know any better because that's where I was in line dance at the time. I thought everything was, you know, take things as you, you know, can to maybe make them build towards something else. Like if somebody came up with some new step like, you know, the wizard step or something like that and they that was their thing and then I decide to use it, it's it's just a building block for me, but I don't know I didn't know it meant so much to them. Um oh and for dancers who have choreographer friends, um I think it's okay, you can still be friends if your friend choreographs to a song you don't like, um, and you don't learn that dance. Like people have all kinds of reasons why they do or do not learn a dance. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't feel right for your particular body, but you like the songs, you'll sit and listen. Or sometimes it could be a cool dance, but they refuse to play it to any other song, so you don't feel motivated to jump out and do it. Uh, there have been some dances that I like that um, people at you know, my uh, various like teaching venues not wanted to learn just because the voice of the singer gets on their nerves and there have been dances like that for me as well where like yeah. I, you know, I want to support my friend or whatnot so I kind of know like if I had to I could follow it or something but like I would not want to go out of my way to learn the dance if it meant I have to play that song at home on my own time. <laughs> so yeah uh, I, w- I wouldn't take it too personally if you know, let's say you're the choreographer and your friends just aren't on board with that dance. It might just be a song choice thing. Or maybe the the song reminds them of their, their necks or whatever. Something, yeah. Yeah. There are all kinds of reasons. I think we're ready for number three. I think so. Don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. What you really, really want. If you want to really, really, really... that's not in the paragraph find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding sadness and drama with just this one agreement you can completely transform your life Uh, ain't that the truth yep I love questions so I like that they say you know have the courage to ask questions there's a lot of different
1: things like uh, as an instructor, not assuming that your class has it just because they made it through one wall correctly. Um, that's where the repetition comes into play. That's where if you're fortunate enough to have someone on, say, your back wall like looking to them to be like, do we need to do again, faster, or slower, are we good?
0: sometimes I like to almost bore them where they say that they're good, they're ready to move on, I'm like, alright, let's do it a couple more times, because sometimes they are just feeling really good, feeling real confident, but I, I, I know there might be that one quiet person, and they're not up with everybody else's speed, and if I'm the bad guy, because I was the boring one who wanted to do it more times then it's not their fault like, I can put that on me. And then everybody gets to enjoy the ride together. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to feel like they're holding everybody back by saying, oh, could we do it one more time? Like, no, it's it's my choice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's actually one of the things I loved about Fred Whitehouse's lesson for Crash
0: mm.
1: um, at Big Bang was there was a couple times where he's like, okay, one more time for me. And then he'd make a joke and be like, it's not for me. But yes, it is. You know, like, and he'd really play into it. So it's, like, not only was it, like, you know, the X amount of time we've done this one, you know, one more time. But he made it light, so it didn't seem like it was the same thing over and over again. um, So keeping, like, things fresh helps. But as for, like, not assuming, um, there's many different reasons why people do what they do and say what they say mm-hmm. um, in life and in line dance. In line dance specifically, you know, the, there's a reason why you choreograph a number a certain way or why you choose a dance to teach um, regardless of who may or may not have wanted to learn it. And so, it's important to remember that there are reasons for that, even if you don't know them. And to potentially give someone the benefit of the doubt can go a very, very long way. Uh, Just by showing them, you know, like little support or even like when it comes to like being patient with mm-hmm. things
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know like your requests or like the for the music or the request to learn a dance or something like that like it might not be on their priority because say eight out of the nine dancers it's just a little bit too far out of their ability level. So if we learn this one first, then maybe they'll be ready for the next, that one that you requested or, you know, something to that extent.
0: Yeah, you, you said uh, not assuming that your class has it. And I was thinking, you know, not even assuming that you'll have a class. Like, <laughs> you might, you sure might think people are going to show up. True <laughs> Cause enough. Because to you, it's this amazing new dance. And anyone who's seen the calendar is like, oh, I don't recognize that. I'll just come a couple hours later. Then you don't have a class. True story. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, you might think things will catch on more than they will, or you might think things are more classic than anybody who sees that dance wants to make it. Uh, And that just might be that specific bunch. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your taste or that dance but like i was reading something on reddit today like where did the term the customer is always right come from um because you know you get so many pushy customers uh, who, who think that you know, what they're saying is what needs to happen but uh, apparently like the saying really came from um the idea that what they're buying is what they want and it's what they should be that what the business should be selling So let's say, like the example that I read was, um, you love green boots, and you want to wear them every day, you think everybody should wear them, everybody else is selling, or everybody else is buying black and pink boots. Okay. And you don't get it, you don't understand, you don't think they're very good looking, but people keep buying them. So you keep putting green boots on the shelf, nobody's buying them. And time passes, and all the, the space that you devoted to those green boots, because you liked them, took away sales you could have made stocking more black and pink boots. So in that case, what the people want, even if it's not your favorite thing, is what they should be getting from you, if that's, if that's the kind of service you're trying to provide. Okay. So if you really want all your friends to do this one dance with you and you offer it to them, you, you can't assume that they will, they will just take the enthusiasm you have for it and make it part of themselves. Like, they like things for their own reasons. Right. So, it's like, you can lead a horse to water, we can't make him drink. Um, if you assume, like, something that's number one on the, the charts overseas is going to be a big hit in your particular class who knows what cultural things have led to those people liking that song and that dance. Maybe it's based on some local choreographer who made it big over there. And when your class does it, they find it strange and unpleasantly unfamiliar. Okay. Yeah. And they don't get the references and the callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in that sense, I would say, you know, don't assume that, uh, that your dance is going to be a hit. Um, if you are an event manager and you're seeing a name keep popping up for choreography I, I would say don't assume that they are necessarily the best for your event unless like you have some more facts to back it up like they wake up early, they go to their stuff on time, they're prepared, they're professional uh, they're friendly and they encourage repeat visits to that event if they're all those things as well, yeah, sure, hire them for the event. But if all they're really known for is choreography and nobody really wants to talk to them in real life because they're really unpleasant and like impolite to people, then your assumption that they're popular based on their dances uh, it does not hold up as far as whether they will be a good instructor at a live workshop. True. Yeah. Very true. And even if they're like really good on video, it wouldn't even necessarily be the best assumption to make that that's how they are with large crowds. Because it's very different to talk to a camera alone in like your garage or wherever uh, versus talking to you know, hundreds of people. It can still be something that is a skill that can be developed, but that, that should be discussed before they show up to the event. Let's see, what other assumptions... I think DJs are pretty good about not assuming what dances people know, because they have, like, a good eye for it, so... Yeah. They they tend to go in pretty prepared not leave a whole lot of dead air or dead dead floor space. Mm. Oh, and then kind of with the not taking it personally, um, like, don't assume that people will learn your dances just out of, like, brand loyalty or because they like you, because similar situation like they might have their own reasons why they're not doing it yeah okay breezing through these last three number four always do your best your best is going to change from moment to moment it will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick under any circumstance simply do your best And you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret.
1: I almost feel like this was just self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, It's really important as a dancer to give your all and know that it's okay if you mess up or even add your own whether they work or not, um, that as long as you're out there doing as much as you can and you're having fun, you can turn around
0: try to make changes after the fact but if people learn it and they don't feel like learning your new version then you're gonna have like weird split floors and stuff at events yeah that's gonna follow you around like some DJ someday is gonna play that that half written dance that you threw out there thinking like oh what a cute callback to 10 years ago and then you're like god I'm so not proud of this I wish I had not done this
1: If your best, if you think it's your best, ask for feedback. I mean, it's scary, but you're gonna get feedback once you publish it.
0: Yep. So you <laughs> as
1: well as get feedback from somebody you trust before you publish it. Yep. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think what else I can think of. Oh, uh, well, for dancers, I would say. Anytime you dance, could be the last time you do that dance. You never know what's going to happen to your body or you or that business. Like, it could be the last time. You never know. So, I mean, for a lot of dances, that's how I think about them. Okay. Like, if this is the last time I ever did this, did I want to half heartedly kind of stumble through the motions and text or something? Um, so, I, if, if I'm not going to do it, in earnest i just won't do it like i can i can there's like this idea uh that whatever you're doing you should be doing it fully if you're sitting really sit like get into that chair relax your muscles and if you're dancing really dance and like be out there and feel all the movements of your body but like doing half of either is not going to give you the experience you want from either and then as you mentioned choreography you know, um, there are so many ways to improve it before it's complete that it seems like if there are reasons why you're rushing it out there that I don't know what excuse would be a good one in this day and age with so many friendly right. people out there who are willing to look at your stuff um, and even if it is like a good dance uh It might be really similar to, like, another big hit dance that's out there right now. So even if nothing's wrong with it, maybe you just need to hold on to it for a while so that that other other dance has time to pass out of the public mind, and then you can release yours. Or maybe a couple tweaks can be made by somebody who's knowledgeable of a lot of line dances that are out there, and they can tell you, oh, this part's real similar, you might want to just, you know alter it a little bit that way right. it'll stand up as like a completely original work
1: yeah
0: I agree if you're an instructor it can be tempting when people don't seem like they're getting it or if they're drunk or whatever like it just be like okay well you know what they're not going to learn it so, if nobody's forcing me to be here, if I'm not going to get paid anymore to really teach, then I'll just go through the motions and have them do three reps on this wall, three reps on that wall, and if they don't learn it, whatever, I don't care because they don't care, blah, blah blah, like, writing the whole thing off. That, That's probably not uh, going to look good for you professionally, if any of those people see what you're doing, uh, and then... Maybe talk to somebody, like a dancer who could have taken your lesson later but now is turned off by it. Yeah. Um, it also isn't a good habit for you to develop because you might do it and, you know, nothing happens this time, but if you do it again later, that might be the wrong place and the wrong time to have done it. And it made it seem like it would be an easier thing to do uh, because you got away with it that one time. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Also, like I was saying earlier, Really, just go above and beyond if you can. Learn more than you think you need to know. And you'll come across as that much more professional, that much more knowledgeable. And if you only know the bare minimum because you think that's all you need to know, meh. I mean, you'll get the results that you put into it. True enough, yeah.
1: but trust me, you'll need to know more.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I've been in enough late night
0: dances that you'll need to know more. And like, if you feel like there is some local way of saying like a triple or a shuffle or a chasse or whatever and that's the right way and everyone else's way is wrong but you know that that's how they say it there because you're on tour at like some event that's in that other area go ahead and acknowledge if it makes you feel like you need to uh, that you say it this way but because everybody in that area knows it as this that's how you refer to it in the lesson because it'll be easier for them to understand. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, like, no, in that sense, know more than you need to so that you can get the best results for that time and place. I like it. Yeah. So we got dancers, we got choreographers, we got instructors, DJs. That would be another place where you can go above and beyond, really know the people who are there. Uh, the ones I've seen, like JP and Louie, they're great at this. They know who is still, like, awake and out on the floor. And they play their dances. And they don't necessarily just play the obvious ones either. Like, they'll play the ones that they know are maybe more obscure usually, but which, like, five people here know. Yeah. Because that happens to be the combination there. So, you know, do a little bit of homework, do some research, read through their their knob bios or whatever and see the list uh, of their older dances. See who they've co-choreographed with. So if two of them are in the room, you can play that one. Yeah. Two birds and one stone there. Uh, Get more music if you're able to, like if you can afford it or whatever. Like get lots and lots of music so that you have more options for some of those dances that can go to anything. Like you might have a whole lot of country songs ready for two-step but maybe you have a, like a hip-hop loving crowd that wants to do tush-push to like a more hip hop song so maybe have some hip-hop in there and stuff that doesn't actually have a line dance set to it yet but could go well with these general dances
1: you're really good about making having a list of like dances that hit a certain um, beats per minute mm so that you can have those songs as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, optional ones. Yeah. And
1: oh. then you can really use the filler dances, mm. as I like to refer to them, because they don't, they're do not they not set to one set song. They right. can be those, oh, look, this one's perfect tempo for Tush Push.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, and some of them aren't necessarily meant to have specific songs with them. Like Joe specifically said... In uh, teaching Rita's waltz, this was not meant to go with any one waltz song. This can be done with many. Yeah. So feel free to pick your favorite. She just had a couple suggestions of ones to use, but nothing was um, so phrased out to that one song that you couldn't switch it up. Yeah. Um, And then for event managers, there are so many events right now, so many options for people. If you're not doing your best, people will have other places they can go yeah. with that same amount of money they're not stuck to, to you and what, what you're offering if you're not doing your best to like bring in friendly competent instructors and um maybe a, you know, a hotel that doesn't have like bugs you know maybe a nice hotel even um easy to get to you know easy easy to find low cost transportation to yeah um uh, so many things, like you know, floors that that don't hurt your feet when you dance on them or trip you up. Um, maybe even you know having like photographers or videographers come out. like there's so many things you can do to put on a great event. If you're not doing your best, people have a lot of different ways now to review, publicly review your event and um, and discourage other people from going to it. And then that's the end of your event, maybe. Because they're all going to some other one that's like a couple weeks later.
1: Right, if that.
0: Mm hmm yeah.
1: Um, I know that Doug and Jackie are really good about that with uh, the Vegas Dance Explosion is Mm -hmm. like taking people's feedback and like saying, hey, give us feedback, we want to improve, we want to make this the best it can be.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, As opposed to just, you know, assuming that this is what going to work every time Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Kevin Lutz is really good about that with Stoney's as well like he talks to people he he is active on Facebook and people send comments so when something needs to be changed in any aspect of that venue it's probably going to happen within the next like couple months if if it can get uh, budgeted and all that stuff in Mm -hmm. so that's why he's been going as long as he has and people love, you know, packing the floor like tonight, uh, any little wrinkle gets ironed out. And, uh, you know, providing a forum for people to make it possible for you to do your best, that you even know what your best would look like, um, that's that's a helpful thing to, to do. makes everyone happy. And that's when not taking it personally and not assuming that uh, you know what everybody likes or dislikes um is all that's also important yeah let's see we got managers we got DJs we got choreographers instructors uh, oh gosh and uh, dancers themselves as ambassadors any of these people as ambassadors walk around with a smile and be approachable because you might be the person that convinces them they come back to that event or that venue and if you're Having an off night, and you know that, you know, if you order a couple pork sliders or, you know, a burger or something, if that's really going to make your night better so that you can be friendlier and talk to more people and encourage them to come back and learn dances, just do that. Like, you know the solution. Put it into action, and you will be at your best for everybody else's benefit.
1: That, and remember since social media is as big as it is right now that what you say what you do and what you post is a direct reflection on you Mm -hmm. Um, and if you want to be seen in a certain way you need to be aware of that Um, if you don't care you don't care, I mean that's totally your prerogative it's Mm -hmm. not I'm not going to tell you what to do by any means, but just keep in mind that it's extremely easy to misread or misinterpret text because you can't see a person's reaction um, or hear their tone. And that's where choosing your words carefully, not making assumptions... You know, trying to put yourself into somebody else's position and like try and understand where they're coming from and ultimately just stay humble and kind really goes a long, long way. Um, I was specifically tonight pleasantly surprised when um, a friend of ours told us that he goes on specifically to our facebook it's like his guilty pleasure um to find out like what we're up to in the new videos and dancing and things that we're posting um and that made me proud it made me really proud that like i was a source for him to find enjoyment and just you know it It just broadens the dance community that much more. Um, You know, I have an amazing group of ladies right now, which gentlemen are welcome to join too, (laughs) um, participating with the daily themes of the month, just trying to put positive back into the world because there's a lot of negative out there, and every single one of the girls currently joining me right now is from the dance community Um, and I'm, I'm really proud about that I think that we can make a difference if we're aware that our actions and our words matter they can make an impact, one small little action one small little phrase can either make or break someone's day and just ask yourself which one do you want
0: Yeah, I like that they said, always do your best. Because it's easy, especially on social media, to think, well, I'm just among my friends. It doesn't really count. We get to be mean. We We get to hurt other people's feelings. Because this isn't real life. I can say things that I normally wouldn't say to someone's face. Like, I can make criticisms and comments that you know, I wouldn't be proud of if it counted but because it doesn't because nothing's at stake I'll just indulge for a little while but it always counts like
1: it does it really does it's,
0: it's not do your best sometimes when it's convenient it's it's always
1: yeah.
0: yeah and it's hard I mean there's so many times when you want to cheat and and just go for that low blow that you know you're going to regret because at the time you think it's going to feel so good and then afterwards, you wish you could take it back, but everyone's already seen it, and now you're kind of committed to it because it's, you know, it's out there now.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's important to really think about what kind of person you...
1: Present yourself as.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Because, I mean, again, other people read that, other people see it, and, you know, again... You can chalk it up to it's none of their business or anything if you really feel like it, but ultimately, I think we're here to help support each other and to move each other forward and not exclude that one person because maybe they dance just a little bit off or their steps are a little bit wide or. Um, you know, they maybe don't fully grasp the concept of um, counting, or, I mean, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know, the DJ doesn't play your song, or, you know, it's we're all just one big community, and the only way it's going to keep getting better is by, you know, thinking of others
0: before yourself going along with um, focusing on your own practice like we were saying with uh, the first one and, and the yoga parallel um, it's also easy to say well okay I'll, I'll, I'll always do my best as long as they do too and then oh whoops they, they weren't perfect they did something I didn't like so that makes it okay for me to cheat and to do this thing that I'm not proud of because they did it first, so yeah, you know now now I get to lash back at them. or you know they, they said something about my dancing, so I'm gonna say something about their dancing. like no, your best. Always do your best. If you don't like something somebody else is doing, don't take it personally. That's one of them. Uh, don't assume you know why they did what they did. And if your best, if your honest best is telling you, I can, I can handle this in an emotionally balanced way, I can think about what will make them happy and see if we can find like a middle ground, uh, I can refrain from being hurtful, if nothing else, uh, if I can just not say anything and let this slide and let time pass if that's what I'm able to do and that, that that's what my best version of myself would do if I were that person, then I'll try to be that person. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's impossible, like, uh, behaviorally, I would say nothing's impossible. Like, just sitting still and closing your eyes can solve so many problems. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, we have such an amazing... Community when it comes to line dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met and spoken with so many just beautiful souls that really do love dancing and have a passion for it and know what it brings to their lives. And it's similar to mine that, I mean, a lot of this is... Y'all you know, hypothetical situations, some of it's not. Um, but if you ultimately look at every situation as there's always two sides, regardless of what my side is, and in fact, I actually would almost say three sides. Side A, side B, and what actually happened. Hmm. Um, because it is a matter of perception. Hmm. Um, and that's where most miscommunications come from. Hmm. And if you just took that extra minute, if you thought about that that phrasing before you press send or before you spoke it or whatever the case may be, if you... Viewed as a DJ the dance floor and saw that, you know, we're very spoiled. I'm going to interrupt real quick myself. Um, people like Louie and JP and Patrick, they definitely geared towards filling the dance floor. But when they see that certain patrons have been sitting out for a while, they will certainly play one that they know we'll get them up on that dance floor and shout out to all three of them. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Cause I know that you keep me in mind with that as well, but back to the topic, um, you know, like looking at other people around you and really just trying to keep the peace is the best way to progress forward you can critique without being harmful you can inform and educate without being mean and degrading and ultimately I've said it a hundred times and I will continue to say it it is one of my most favorite phrases ever be humble and kind it goes a long way
0: right. do you have any final thoughts on the four agreements which are be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best as they pertain to line dance
1: Well, I think we we covered them pretty thoroughly for the Mm. most part in the different aspects of how we can see it. Um, The only other thing I could say is if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Hmm. So go out there, have fun. Just don't make it at the expense of somebody else. Hmm.
0: I also will again credit Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, for having written the four agreements uh, in addition to person on the internet who made a little slideshow summarizing the four agreements with these little sub-heading paragraph things.
1: Very helpful.
0: Uh, yeah, apparently this person's name is Mary Macy, M-A-R-Y-M-A-S-I. So thank you to Mary Macy for putting those little summaries underneath each of the four agreements. Yeah. Alright, well, four agreements and line dance. This has been uh, numbers two, three, and four which I I feel like is a lot shorter than number one. It'll be interesting to see those side by side.
1: Yeah, well, I think we also kind of covered a lot of two, three, and four in number one. I
0: think so. So,
1: yeah. I think that that probably was why.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, thank you for listening this far. Um, it's always exciting to see See those numbers on the Line Dance Podcast headquarter page.
1: Um, I love hearing that people listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah, same here. That was a trip at Big Bang, like hearing different people's accounts of having heard an interview or two. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you all very much for for getting something out of this and you know, sharing it with the world and you know, bringing a little little goodness. your little sphere.
1: Happy dancing. Yeah.
0: We'll see you out there.